Welcome to a brand new episode of Cup of EO, the tea break size podcast that gets to the heart of the important topics in the world of voiceover. Expect candid stories, top tips and sage advice as I chat with expert guests who are at the top of their game in the voiceover industry. I'm your host, Kimberly Parker, tea addict and VOpreneur. And this week, I'll be spilling the tea on rejection and imposter syndrome. On days where I'm not busy, you do, you tend to doubt yourself. Now, this is such a big topic for all creatives and the two are inextricably linked. So I thought it best to tackle them both at the same time. That awful feeling you get at the pit of your stomach when you find out you didn't get that project you auditioned for. Or the agency you submitted to says, unfortunately, we cannot represent you at this time. Or the award nomination or win you miss out on. It's all a form of rejection. And no matter what you tell yourself or how long you've been doing this, it stings. While no amount of self-confidence can necessarily negate these feelings, a lack of confidence in yourself and your abilities will stop you from getting out of your comfort zone and putting yourself out there which can ultimately cut you off from opportunities that could be life-changing. Both rejection and imposter syndrome seem par for the course in this industry. We're constantly putting ourselves out there, being vulnerable and seeking approval from others in order to validate our talent and future employability. So how do we balance these and maintain a sense of perspective that doesn't negatively impact our mental health? I want to find out how rejection and imposter syndrome affect my fellow voice actors how they manage those feelings, and if they have any tips for others struggling with the same issues. Introducing Lizzie Jobling, Jack Oddy, Abby Phillips, Darren Altman, Jen Lawton-Hunt, and Claire Reeves. Check out the show notes after the episode to find out more about all of my guests. I still probably have imposter syndrome um occasionally especially when it creeps up when work's really quiet and you kind of think oh yeah I shouldn't be doing this oh look at all my VO friends on online and they're all so busy and and so that that does creep in but the way that I combat it if I can catch it early enough um I remember once I was doing some training in London with Nancy Wolfson She's quite a big um, American um, vocal coach. And during one of the breaks, and I was very new to the industry, and so I did feel like an imposter. (laughs) Um, But during the breaks, everyone was sort of chit-chatting. And I overheard one, a couple of ladies talking, and she just said, you just have to focus on yourself. You absolutely have to, because otherwise you will move the bar. So when I first started, it was, oh, wow, I've got five jobs this week. And now it's like, well, if I haven't had five jobs in two weeks, well, no, that's just not really how it works. And then if I start comparing myself to other people, it will just grow. So if you just really focus on yourself, then the imposter thing kind of diminishes because the bully that is imposter syndrome has no place to thrive. Um, so yeah, you just have to think, I've just got to concentrate on myself. And if you are not booking enough jobs, if you're not, if your repeat clients have gone a bit quiet, then ultimately you need to be thinking, what can I do about this? I need to market more. Maybe I need to do some other training and put it back, invest back into yourself. And the imposter syndrome has nowhere to go. Um, in regards to the rejection, I never really felt rejected per se, um, but 
definitely you you feel disappointed if you haven't got a job, especially if you think, well, they're literally describing me, <laughs> like my voice, my vocal age, my tone, my all the jobs I do are this, and I didn't get it. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so that can be a bit that can be a bit annoying. Um, but I kind of it's people's voices are so unique, and the way you hear my voice is you're going to interpret that in your own way. So even if you've got a job spec and I think I'm the perfect fit for it, well, your interpretation of my voice is not that. So you're not actually rejecting me. You're just rejecting the version of my voice that you understand. So I don't really take it like that. But I I, I did get quite good at the art of sending the audition or whatever, you know, the demo. And then I just, I literally move on. So that that way, any job that I do get is a win. <laughs> it's not a, st- a long stream of rejections because for every 10 jobs I di- audition for, I might get one or two. So if I'm always waiting to hear about the 10, I'm always disappointed by eight. But if I just send those off and then I get two, it's like, oh, great, I got two jobs. I just think you're going to get it. You're going to get rejected. And, um, you know, any advice I would give to anyone would be you know just keep keep trucking or something but then i'd be a hypocrite because it it gets me down as well so that's and i know that's the the right advice you know just keep going and i get imposter syndrome as well and i go what would i tell someone else and then then i would ignore my own advice which is wrong because the advice is correct but it's hard when you're in that place isn't it let's be honest oh Oh, gosh. Um, I think if anyone says who is a professional performer or creative, if anybody in that industry says that they don't have imposter syndrome, they are either the most amazing, talented human being on the planet and they never need to worry uh, and they're constantly working or they're a liar (laughs) Because, because I just, you know, I don't know one person in our industry who doesn't have this occasional or very um prominent crippling fear that you know what am i doing why why are people hiring me sometimes you do have that and especially i think when you're what we do is so lonely it's a very independent job you're you are you you have no boss you have no you know yeah you might have an agent but they're not your boss you're in charge of yourself and when you're having an off day or an off week or you're not doing particularly well or work is really up and down which I'll be totally transparent this year the first six months of this year have been incredibly up and down and that's really really difficult to deal with and you know I've been obviously full-time seven eight years now and it's never easy like you never get used to that it's it's always really hard to cope with and I think to be honest the thing that I do to to uh, deal with it is to not pretend that I don't have it you just need to be human Having friends in the industry that you can talk to about this so openly without concern and just say, I'm really struggling at the moment because I haven't really had an awful lot of work recently or I got rejected for this big campaign that I was sure I could do and now I just feel a bit rubbish. You then realise every single person goes through that. Rejection is the most natural thing in life. You know, not everyone fits everything. And if we did, everyone would be so boring because we'd all be the same. And I know that's such a like textbook thing to say, but it is genuinely the truth. You have to think, this is just another audition. I probably won't get it. Don't ever give yourself the job before you've got it. 
just think I'm going to do my absolute best and if I get it that's a, that's a bonus and then when you don't you're not too disappointed and you can move on to the next thing without it holding you back it's really hard to learn but I think it's so important for your mental health um, which is what imposter syndrome is it is part of our mental health and if we don't look after that we're never going to work very well what we do freelancing it can be really challenging I find um, and we are beholden to calls and emails and yes we can market and yes we can spend you know um, hours contacting production companies and we should be getting ourselves out there. We're our own managers, we're our own champions. If we don't do it, no one else will. And on days where I'm not busy, and you know, I can't lie, there are. There are days where I'm sitting here, you know, and, and nothing happens. So you do, you tend to doubt yourself, you know. Um, and I do think, oh, well, you've been found out, haven't you, Darren? You know, people don't want to know you, um, but, you know, you chat to your voiceover colleagues, you chat to your producers. You know, I haven't been busy this year. It's been quiet. I can hold my hands up. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, I'm absolutely back-to-back sessions. It's, it's untrue. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, you do. You have to wrestle with that. Um, and you have to make peace with it. And you have to do your best to push forward every day of the week. Push forward, push forward. Try and better yourself because... If you don't, you'll go backwards. So, yeah, I think for me, imposter syndrome is is real. And yet all it takes is one phone call and then, you know, you're, you're singing and dancing, you know. So it's very strange. It's it's being a freelance is uh, can be taxing, I think. You've got to stay positive. Definitely. And I think you can be really guilty on social media of comparing... I don't know what the phrase is, apples to oranges, but like I'm not in the same situation as someone else. I might be thinking, wow, they are smashing it. But actually my circumstances are completely different. So how can I compare myself to them and, and why would I want to? So it's just thinking about yourself and comparing yourself to where you were last year. And actually that's something that I found um, in terms of being grateful and thinking about myself when I, you know, a couple of years ago when I was desperately trying to learn about setting up a booth and all that kind of stuff, I've come so far and... I'm extremely proud of some of the successes I've had and the fact that I'm still here, still doing it, still pushing forward and being reasonably successful doing it. I would have been so proud of that. So don't undersell that, I suppose. Definitely, I'm learning to ride the wave of this industry because there's some real highs and some real lows. And I'm, this is something I'm still learning how to do. But the things that I do at the moment are reaching out to other VOs, other people in the industry. I've built up a really lovely group of people who I really trust, who I would go to and say I'm having a bit of a rubbish time um, or just come have a chat. And then obviously probably going through similar things. Um, reading back positive feedback you've received is really good or listening to a piece of work that you're really proud of. And I think I can be very guilty of ignoring all the positives that are coming my way. So you'll be getting loads of um, amazing feedback from people. Don't ignore that, because that is the truth. And that can be quite useful to do that. Um, and also going for things like a run and getting a bit of headspace, getting a bit of a, getting into the countryside. And that helps me put things in perspective and also kind of grounds me again. So that's really useful for me. It is a real interesting time when you're when you're quieter. What you do in the quiet times, I think, speaks really loudly of you. 
what are we doing? What are the habits that we're forming? Are we sitting there panicking? Are we looking after ourselves? Are we marketing more? Are we looking for trends in what's worked over the years and going back to those? You know, it's it's very revealing what we do. And, you know, it isn't all about sort of staring at the screen waiting for an email to come in. You know, maybe actually it's, you know, the, the voiceover world's way of saying, go and take a walk or just go out for a coffee with a notebook. You know, we do our best thinking in those circumstances. Or maybe it's just take a couple of, this is crazy, take a couple of days off. <laughs> I think it's, voiceover is very difficult because when you're really, really busy, you think it will always be that way. And when it's really, really, really quiet, you think it will always be that way. And the lesson I guess I've learnt is that whichever of those two scenarios you think, you're always wrong. For people who think, oh my God, you know, look at all these people on social media working all the time. You know, and the thing with that is the grass is always greener because it's fake grass, you know. Remember that social media isn't all true, (laughs) dare I say it, Um, you know, and people are not going to go on there and say, I don't work ever. They're not going to do it. It makes no business sense to go in and say, I don't work. But dealing with rejection, what is that line? The client decided to go in another direction. What direction? The silly direction. There's two little words that you just have to adopt, I think, in the world of auditions and rejections and ghosting is just, ah, well. And if you say that, it just lightens it a bit, you know, and that's not, that wasn't for you. And actually, you can reject them as well. You can always say, no, thank you. And there's a tremendous amount of power that comes with that. Marilyn Monroe once said, Sometimes I feel like my whole life has been one big rejection, which just goes to show these feelings are experienced by everyone, even those at the top of their game. It's important when looking at the casting process not to see it as being rejected when you don't get it, but rather that you just weren't selected. And that could be for a myriad of reasons. But as Mike puts it, don't let your equipment be one of those reasons. I'd also say that by doing all you can behind the scenes, training and brushing up on areas you're perhaps not too confident on will help. We all have a habit of sticking to our lanes and comfort zones and focusing on what we're good at. But there's real merit in practicing areas that we can improve on, especially if that helps our overall performance in any genre of VO. And then there's also the element of treating every audition or test read as if it's the real job. So don't just send the first thing you record. This is why I'm gobsmacked when I hear some people are recording 20 to 30 auditions a day. I'm not sure how they have time to produce that many good quality auditions in a day and have time to do everything else, like actual paid VO gigs. I think it's also more prevalent in actors than in any other creative industry. Not coming from a traditional acting background, I feel like perhaps it doesn't affect me as much. I always try to see it from a business perspective, as a way to depersonalise it. That company didn't hire me because they were looking for a younger voice, or a male voice, a different accent, or perhaps someone offered a much lower rate and the client couldn't afford me. All of those are possible and valid reasons why I didn't get the job, and that's okay. Some of the best advice I've been given on this subject with regards to auditioning is to send it and forget about it. Not only does this give you more time to focus on the other work you need to do, but it frees your mind of the capacity to feel any sense of rejection if you don't get it. And if you do land the gig, it'll be the best surprise. 
I've yet to meet a single voiceover artist that hasn't openly admitted that they feel the weight of rejection that comes with this job or succumb to imposter syndrome. And to me, it seems like the best way to counter those feelings is to simply be open and talk about it with each other. When you realise that everyone feels this way, it almost takes away its power. Join me same time next week for my final episode of this series where I'll be spilling the tea on AI. Should we be afraid? I think the thing that concerns me is that AI will drive down the rates a lot for human voices. Best thing I think we can do is to start sound more human. Just that, I mean, existentially AI is a bit terrifying. Don't forget, every day it's going to get more intuitive, better and better and improve. It's a tool that we can use and people are very, very excited about it. Thanks for tuning in, my caffeinated comrades. If this episode has sparked any questions or comments or you just want to connect, you can find my email address and social handles at KimberlyParker.com. If you haven't caught up with my other episodes, feel free to check them out and let me know what you think. You've been listening to Cup of VO. Until next time, 